Hello, and welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. My name is Lisa, and May is Mental Health and Trauma Awareness Month. So today I'm going to spend some time discussing trauma, including the four F's of trauma. The four F's of trauma are different responses from traumatic experiences. We're also going to be sharing some of the considerations for dealing with triggers or the four F responses, or even helping a loved one that is going through it. First and foremost, if you have not yet followed or subscribed to this podcast, go ahead and do so. That way you'll be notified when any new episodes come out. So let's start off today discussing what can cause trauma. Trauma can occur from a variety of circumstances. It really stems from one's emotional or psychological response to an event. The event doesn't necessarily have to be physical or cause any direct fear for one's life or safety, although those experiences are the most notable when talking about trauma. Instances such as sexual violence or physical violence can inevitably cause PTSD, also sometimes known as PTSS, which is post-traumatic stress syndrome. According to a meta-analysis research study from the UW School of Medicine titled Trauma, Violence, and Abuse, researchers found that 81% of sexual assault survivors had significant symptoms of post-traumatic stress one week after the assault. One month afterward, which is the first point in time that PTSD can be diagnosed, 75% of sexual assault survivors met the criteria and trauma can occur from other experiences outside of physical and sexual violence, such as one-time events. These one-time events may include natural disasters, an injury, or a sudden attack or accident. It can also stem from ongoing stress, perhaps living in unstable or dangerous environments, maybe living with abuse, battling life-threatening illnesses, or even pervasive bullying. And lastly, some commonly overlooked causes can be something like going through a surgery or dealing with a medical event, dealing with a significant breakup, deeply humiliating experiences, or even a sudden death of someone close in your life. There are lots of ways that trauma can manifest itself. And after someone has experienced trauma, it is common that they may experience one or many types of the trauma responses, which have been dubbed the four F's of trauma. So let's go through each response. First and foremost, we have the fight response. Healthy fight response can actually allow for someone to be assertive, uh, maybe set appropriate boundaries, or stand up for yourself or the ones that you love. When used as a trauma response, Fight is a self-preservation technique where you may become reactive toward conflict with anger and aggression. It's essentially being in a state of fear where if conflict arises, you stand up to that conflict or threat with aggression. And that can look like physical fights, yelling, aggressive behavior, destroying property. It's essentially trying to maintain or establish control while dealing with a threat. And this doesn't always come out onto another person or whatever that threat is directly. This can also manifest into balling your hands into fists, maybe self-injurious behaviors like scratching yourself, cutting yourself, pulling out hair. Also feeling physical symptoms such as a knot in your stomach or even a tightness in your jaw. 
The next type of trauma response is the flight response. And a healthy flight response may enable you to remove yourself from unhealthy or dangerous situations, leave unhealthy relationships, or even properly assess danger. This response correlates with avoidant behavior. During a trauma trigger or response, you may choose to isolate or remove yourself entirely from a situation or a certain stimulus that's activating your trauma response, AKA a trigger. You may run away from a certain situation or even avoid certain people or places altogether that perhaps are reminiscent of part of that trauma that you experienced. You may keep yourself occupied in order to stay in your own little world and this could also look like developing obsessive or compulsive tendencies. And lastly, it might be fleeing from a situation quickly if things become challenging. The next type of response is the freeze response. So in healthy functioning, freezing can help you slow down and take inventory of a certain moment to assess a situation and determine how to go forward. But in a trauma response situation, freezing can become a moment of disassociating and immobilizing behaviors. Essentially, your body is on overdrive and it's experiencing a sort of neurological shutdown. In the animal kingdom, there are several species that when feeling threatened, they may play dead in the presence of a threat. And this is sometimes known as playing possum. So in the freeze response, this could look like literally freezing in place, uh, perhaps feeling unable to move or become checked out in the situation where you may feel detached from the present moment completely. It can also look like not feeling present where you are. And this disconnect happens because you're trying to establish emotional safety in that time. So everything else around them may become a blur or feel like they're not really there in that situation. And lastly, it can also look like constantly retreating into your mind, being at a loss for words, spacing out, or feeling emotionally or physically numb. The last type of trauma response is the fawn response, also known as the appease response. And this is really about trying to please others or engaging in pacifying behaviors which are essentially behaviors to try and calm someone else and avoid making them angry and aggressive to diffuse conflict. Sadly, doing this can extensively cause you to abandon your own boundaries, feelings, or emotions, or even cause you to lose a sense of yourself. So fawning can look like someone saying, oh no, everything's fine, in a situation that is not fine, or that is escalated or not okay. It can also sound like someone saying things that they think others want to hear instead of their honest reactions or feelings. So thinking about someone who has been through any type of physical trauma, this response makes a lot of sense. So let's say someone is being physically abused in a relationship and maybe that abuse usually comes after some type of disagreement. So to create their own safety, they may have started to just agree with that person or say, nope, you're right, I'm wrong, just to avoid escalation or violence. So the thing about these responses is that someone may experience several types, while others may just experience one type of trauma response. In individuals who have experienced extreme or severe trauma, it's common to develop 
what is known as response hybrids. This can look like a combination of fight or fawn response or flight and freeze response. This all depends on the kind of traumatizing situation that they were in and having to navigate how to keep themselves safe during different traumatic events. A common example of how this hybridization could look outside of trauma, let's say you receive a phone call from a loved one where you have a frustrating argument. In this moment, you may either feel like you want to simply hang up on them, which would be the flight response. Maybe you want to yell, the fight response, or you may even want to simply tell them that, you know what, you're right, I'm wrong, just to keep the peace and move forward, which is fawning. So now that we have discussed each of the four Fs, these different types of trauma responses, let's talk about how we can implement some coping strategies to either help lessen the severity of these trauma symptoms or keep them at bay while they're happening. The goal for each symptom is to work to come back to a connected place with your mind and body to alleviate the symptoms. So if you're experiencing a fight response, try to take that slow down moment with yourself. You can start to do that by just noticing how your body is positioned. Are you feeling tense? Are you starting to ball up your fists? Are you starting to do any self-injurious behaviors like scratching? Try to do some breathing techniques or just deep breaths in general. You can also try relaxing activities such as a warm bath, yoga, stretching, or you can even do some exercise like a walk or really any physical activities because this fight response in your body, it's priming you to be more energetic and physical. So channeling into a movement activity could really help alleviate that excess energy and reconnect you. Moving on to the flight response, since this is also a reactive type of trauma response, it's important for you to come back to your body, creating a visceral reaction or essentially a bodily connection. So start by paying attention to those feelings of tension, right? Just like in the fight response. Try to focus on relaxing those tense areas of your body and relaxing your mind at the same time. Bodywork exercises and intentional movement can be really beneficial for this. Also, try some coping techniques that are tactile and grounding, as this can help ease you as well. So activities that create sounds or sensations can be really good for this. So perhaps playing music, um, even popping bubble wrap, I know that's one of my favorites. Having a warm drink or even eating crunchy food. These techniques can help bring you back into the present moment and help curb that initial impulse to react when it might not be necessary. For the freeze response, some great techniques to bring yourself back into the present moment First and foremost, the five senses exercise. And I absolutely love this. I know we've mentioned this in other episodes before, but the five senses exercise is pointing out something from all five senses around you. So something you can hear, see, smell, taste, or touch. So in that moment, try to ground yourself and begin with whatever sense you feel like starting with. So identifying something you see in the room that you can focus on, something you hear, smell, so on and so forth. While you're going through this process, 
each time you find one of these sensory things, focus on it. So that thing you see, really focus on it. Repeat it in your mind, whatever you're looking at or whatever you're focusing on. While you're doing that, take a deep breath before moving on to the next sense. And this activity is really helpful in grounding you, slowing your breathing, and connecting your mind and body back into the present moment. So obviously, deep breathing is another great thing to focus on here that can help alleviate this. And lastly, perhaps having a mantra, something that calms you, that makes you feel empowered, some line that you can focus on and repeat to yourself to make you feel like you're in that moment. Mantras such as, I am safe here, or really whatever makes you feel best. And the last category, fawning or appeasement. If you notice yourself doing this, first try to be kind and compassionate with yourself as you try to begin to separate what your feelings are versus the feelings of others. So to help this, in safe situations, give yourself a moment of time before responding to someone. Really try to focus and observe your own feelings and emotions and try to prevent immediately discrediting your thoughts, opinions, or feelings. Learning how to set boundaries in your life is another great way to help curb this symptom. We have a fantastic episode talking about boundaries if you want to learn more about them or how to set them. But boundaries are essentially creating an awareness for yourself and allowing yourself to take up the space you deserve with the treatment that you deserve. So going forward with all of this information, remember if you're experiencing this, just be gentle with yourself. Obviously you've been through something that has greatly affected you and just because you're not over these symptoms overnight does not mean you're not doing a good job. Healing is not always linear. You may take some steps forward and have some steps back and that's okay. With trusted people in your life or your close connections, remember that you don't have to put pressure on yourself to have discussions regarding your trauma if you don't want to. While we believe it's really important to address trauma at your time and choosing, you can take moments to just focus on feeling safe, supported, and comfortable during conversations or maintaining those connections. If you are feeling safe to do so, maybe having a conversation with loved ones, identifying the type of response or responses that come up for you. That way, those close, trusted people can understand what might be happening if you do become triggered. And you can even discuss with them how to best support you in getting through those moments. So maybe you can reiterate to them, remind me of checking in with the five senses technique or remind me to breathe deeply if you see this come up for me. Speaking with a professional that is trained in trauma-focused therapy is also a really good idea to help alleviate trauma symptoms. Perhaps if someone you love is experiencing these trauma symptoms, first off, give them the time they need to discuss their experiences and also try to simply listen to them while accepting their feelings. That non-judgmental platform is absolutely vital um, in someone being able to open up to you or feeling comfortable and supported having those conversations. Secondly, do not blame, criticize, or minimize their actions or experiences, since this can be so very damaging to someone's healing. Try to mirror their language. So if they were comfortable to open up to you, have a conversation about what they went through or what they're dealing with, 
using the same language they do can be a really helpful tool in having appropriate and supportive discussions. Because if you're using the verbiage that they use, that means you're using the verbiage or the words that they are comfortable with. Lastly, do not offer advice or criticism unless they ask for it. Sometimes we are really well-intentioned. Um, we're hoping that we can you know, provide some kind of assistance to this person, some kind of advice that can really help them through this. But we don't always know what someone else needs. We don't always know how someone else heals. So as unintentional as it can be, it could really do more harm than good for someone who's really trying to process and deal with this. So on that note, I just went through a lot of different things relating to trauma. And I think it's a great idea right now to just go through a little breathing exercise. And this is something that could maybe be used. I know I spoke a lot about each of the four Fs of trauma and gave some considerations for how we can help deal with this as it comes up for us. So this breathing exercise can maybe be another great tool in your toolkit. So I want you to start by just finding a comfortable space where you feel safe. In this comfortable space, whether it is by yourself or perhaps close to someone else that you trust, find a comfortable position. If you feel like it'd be more comfortable for you to walk around, do so. If you feel like it would be more comfortable to sit or lie down, do whatever feels best. And we are going to start what is called circle breathing. These are slow and deep inhales through the nose and slow exhales through the mouth. You can choose to leave your eyes open, maybe focusing on something in the room, or you can gently close your eyes. And continue with this circle breathing. Deep breath in through the nose, Exhaling through your mouth. Start to find a pattern in your breathing. Maybe breathing in for counts of three and exhaling for a count of three. While you're doing this, I want you to envision a safe place in your mind. This could be some place you've been, or maybe an image that you create. While you're in this place, imagine a warmth over your body, a feeling of safety and security. And as this warmth is cascading over you with every inhale, reiterate to yourself that you are safe. Reiterate to yourself that you are powerful. 
reiterate to yourself that you are deserving. Continue to focus on your breath in and your breath out. If you notice any distractions coming up for you, you can simply observe them and let them pass by. Your focus right now is treating yourself to enjoying this calm, peaceful, and secure moment. On your next inhale, take a deep breath in and hold and exhale. Take another big breath in and hold for a count of three and a big exhale through your mouth. Whenever you're ready, return back to your normal breathing. Start to bring your attention and focus back into the room. And I hope you enjoyed that meditation. I hope that's something that you can take with you after leaving this episode, something you can use in any moments where you need that breath work and you could benefit from just having that moment of inner peace, whatever that looks like for you. So on that note, I am going to link a lot of different resources below regarding trauma, PTSD, helping yourself if you're experiencing these symptoms or helping a loved one if they are going through trauma or the four F's of trauma. Just want to say thank you to our listeners out there for taking time today and learning more about this. Remember to follow or subscribe to the podcast if you have not yet to keep current with all of our upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for joining us and we hope you'll join us for our next conversation.